because I feel like it's something we're shoved into at such a young age. They're like, you need a loan, so you just, you know, the first one that comes off the top of your head that's been sending you mail for years. <laughs> Welcome back to Mom Jeans and Other Advice. I'm Claire. I'm not Claire. I'm Maisie. <laughs> I'm Claire. <laughs> and today we have Miss Macy with us. Macy is going to give us a little advice on finance. Macy is also yeah. a mom. You want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, so I'm Macy. I'm a mother to a four-year-old crazy kid who you'll hear running around in the background. Um, he is pride and joy. <laughs> and I also work in financial aid, so I, I have a little bit of finance background and know a little bit about things. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, so let's just hop right into these questions that um, our audience has submitted for us via Instagram or on Anchor. So mm -hmm. they can go ahead and submit those anytime for upcoming podcasts. But we uh, gave them the topic of finances and stuff like that. So our we have a couple categories. The first one is budgeting. So yes. if we go right into the questions, the first one and most popular one was, how do I budget while having the ability to have fun and go out and still be able to do things? Ooh, that is a good one. So my life, for example... Um, I get paid monthly, so I actually keep an Excel sheet that shows what I know I'm pulling in monthly, along with my husband's income, which his can vary week to week by, you know, a couple hundred dollars here or there, and a list of all of our bills. So I know, like, okay, I have to pay this, this, and this, 100% required, absolutely need to, um, can't vary on those. We budget, all right, we're going to spend max $200 a week for groceries, which when you have a child sometimes can vary because they want just about everything they see at a grocery store. Um, and then my husband and I, we, we try to do at least one weekend where we know like, okay, we don't, we know for a fact that we're not going to want to cook dinner this night. <laughs> we want, we want to go out one night. Um, which when you have a kid happens less and less. <laughs> um, it's mostly just trying to keep track of, you know, all right, you know, you pay this much of stuff per month and you need to bring in this much income and just keeping track of things, you know, keeping a, a notebook. Um, I learned from my mom. She keeps a notebook of what her monthly expenses are and what she pulls in, what comes out. I do with a millennial version and keep an Excel sheet on my computer. But it's just, it's little things like that. And maybe just stashing away, you know, 10 bucks a paycheck, 20 bucks a paycheck um, that, you know, like I'm going to reserve this for these purposes and these purposes only. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty smart to do like a little stash away still. I like that. Yeah, kind of just like forget about it. Yeah. We have a little separate bank account that we use in our, our accounts that I'll, Every month, every time I get paid, I, I put away $50 into that account that I will not touch unless we're going out or we want to go out for the weekend, like we're going away next weekend. And that's what we're using to help pay for the room. I've been saving it away for a few months. And 
Oh, that's super. Yeah, bank account. I didn't even think that like you could do that. Honestly, yep. <laughs> which sounds dumb, but like it, I'm sure it like incurs interest too, like on it, like a little oh, yeah. bit, like have them again. Yeah, don't know my so, finance. <laughs> yeah, depending on the bank. I mean, my bank calls it a vacation account. That's what it's called, and I can set money in. That's what I did to help pay for books. My senior year of high school, I stashed money into that every paycheck from my little part-time job, and that's how I paid for my books my first year of school. Oh, wow. That's really smart. You're ahead of the game. You can do it for Yeah. Do you think that there's, like, a correct way to budget or, like, to create a monthly budget? There's really no correct right or wrong way. You gotta have, you obviously will have to have it match whatever your personal life looks like. So, you know, if you get paid bi-weekly, then you know that, okay, I mean, I can split my bills up, you know, between the month. You know, that's what we used to do. My husband, we know that we had two car payments due, one at the beginning of the month, one at the end of the month. Um, I had a credit card bill, same thing, one at the beginning, one at the end, insurance, beginning of the month. Um, daycare. So we would split those expenses between our bi-monthly paychecks that we would pull in. Um, had to edit that, obviously, when I got my part my full-time job where I am now, it's only a monthly paycheck I get. So I've had to edit like, okay, so the things I used to pay at the end of the month, I now have to pay all in one go. So it's just editing it to make sure it matches how your money is coming in and when your bills are due so that you aren't going broke <laughs> in the first week of the month, knowing that you still have to pay for groceries or pay for gas, or mm. um, you have something coming up that you know you'll have to spend you know, 20 bucks on. Just making sure that you're matching things to how your income works. Did having that budget already kind of pre-set up help with that transition from like every other week pay to the one month pay? Oh yeah, it definitely did. Because um, I had everything date um, organized so that I knew all right, I used to pay the first paycheck I'd get every month, I paid these two bills. Second paycheck, I paid these two bills. And then when I got that monthly income, obviously it was a little bit more than what I was making originally. I knew like, okay, if I pay all of these all at once now, I'm still going to have X amount of money left over that my husband and I can work together on when he gets his paychecks in. You know, this week is his week for groceries because he got paid this week. So the next week is my week, even though I already got paid. It's just splitting that out so that it was even like that. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Is there anything that you found along the way that you may have gone, oh, I should have had this in my budget or, oh, I forgot to put this and just something that you think is like super important to remember to put in your budget? Definitely gas. Making sure that you are leaving yourself mm -hmm. enough money for gas every week. I mean, I travel a lot. I travel 30 plus miles one way. So I'm, I'm putting on 70, 80 miles a day on my car and that adds wow. up fast. So when I first started working my job, I mean, I haven't moved from where I was living. So I'm still doing that same commute. I didn't figure that out ahead of time. And I was just spending all my money. And then come the end of the month, I'd be like, Oh, I only have $20 and I need to put 40 into my gas tank. So it definitely, that was the biggest thing was trying to budget out for that. And then um, I started doing the budgets right when I got pregnant with my son. And I didn't think about like the cost of a child either. 
like, okay, I need to start thinking about daycare expenses and diapers and wipes and, you know, formula for when he was no longer able to, you know, for me to be able to provide his food for him daily and baby food. And that was definitely something I didn't quite think of. I mean, most college students don't need to be thinking about that, but definitely that was something I did not think about. Yeah, it's definitely something to think about for a budget for the future. To plan for, yeah, to think about. Oh, yeah. How often would you say that you go back and, like, review your budget, like, make some tweaks, update it? What would you recommend the average college student or, like, post-grad student go back and do that? So I review it every couple months just because our our total income, you know, does kind of vary depending on the season with my husband, with his job, it is very much dependent on weather. You know, there could be winter time, he may pull in more hours because of the winter storms and they need more people on the road to help. Um, springtime, he's not gonna be making as much because it's rainy and he works with an electric, uh, electrical company and they can't work in the rain. Um, you know, power lines are dangerous in the water. So we do every couple months, we'll kind of review, all right, this is what we are, we're paying because um, a lot of our bills, too, if we pay on them, then the monthly payments eventually start going down. So we can review, like, okay, we don't have to pay this much on this bill anymore. So we can take that extra money and put it towards, like, our savings or um, put it towards making sure that we're, you know, if we want to have a little bit extra fun money to do things, like summertime especially. Um, with no school, we're always doing stuff as a family. Um, for a college student, I would go, like, every month because your hours are not set in stone all the time and you're not, you know, you're not going to be pulling in the same amount of money every month. Uh, so definitely I would, I would say monthly for a college student at that point. Yeah. Yeah. It switches. Yeah. It changes every, honestly, by because most pay, like places that college kids are working, it's bi-weekly or weekly paychecks. So, yeah. and we're kind of the throw all so we get different hours and when they need us to work <laughs> it feels yeah. Like. yeah I remember that that's, that's, yeah you've kind of worked your way up you were you were a student worker and now look at you you're full-time yeah. in your financial aid position couldn't leave <laughs> you'd love it so much <laughs> all right so we have another category kind of an investing so this was uh kind of popular topic and just your input if you've done any sort of investing what you know if you don't totally get it but um have you or do you know how to start planning for retirement so i'm lucky enough being in a full-time position that the university actually gives a retirement that we can pay into which I do. I have every every time I get paid, X amount of my paycheck automatically goes into a retirement amount account. And I can adjust it yearly when I update my benefits. Like, okay, instead of only putting $30 in for a paycheck, I now want to up it to this or I want to decrease it to this. Um, so definitely that's something I would, when you're looking for an actual job um, and not just part-time work, when you're looking for that full-time career, make sure you're looking at a place that offers retirement accounts that you can have automatically deposited into that way you're not having to worry about it as much um, i'm still young enough and you know with my husband military as well he's lining up to serve long enough that he can get military retirement and get a pension from that um, 
And I'm hoping to stay with the university long enough that I can get the university retirement that comes along. Um, I, before that though, as a college student, I didn't think about that. Um, that was one thing I, I probably should have started thinking about a little bit sooner because life happens and you never know if you're going to have that career that offers that. Um, other than that, I really don't have a lot of experience with it. Definitely something I want to learn more about though, myself. Would you say like when, I know that when you are finding that job and when they're offering the, the 401k, right? That's what it is. It's the 401k. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say that there's like a certain amount you would recommend per month, like putting into that from your paycheck? So that would be right now. I'm trying to think of, I haven't updated my numbers in a while. I think I put like 50 or $60 a month into that account, um, which eventually over time does accrue and it has interest that accrues with it. Um, it really depends right. on what your income looks like. I mean, if you know that you have to pay eight, $900 a month in rent and you're estimating a hundred dollars plus a week in groceries and you need $50 a week in gas, but you're only pulling in $2,000 a month, you obviously need to make sure that your basic needs are met. Um, and then I would always talk with a financial advisor too. I mean, they are, plenty of companies out there that will offer like free sit downs with people be like, all right, I want to start looking into what my retirement will look like, but I only make this much money a month and I don't know what account to look into or um, what to do and work from there. Definitely don't over, over invest to where you can't make your basic needs meet. I think that's a great point that you should before like investing in all these like different things that your basic needs right now are being met. So, cause that's, I feel like we hear all about like investing, especially with like NFTs and all that stuff that I don't even know about now. Yeah. It's like, well, I don't pay rent still. Now I have to do these too. So yeah. Basic needs first is what I'm yeah, getting no, out of this. That's the model my mom always thinks. And she's like, you know what? When you get old enough and you start on your own, just make sure you are making enough or being wise enough with your money that you have a roof over your head, food in your belly, and a warm place and clothes. Like that is, you need to make sure those things are met first before other things come. But she's old school. I mean, she's in her 50s and... She was raised in that time where parents didn't go out and do things or have their fun time. It was your home with the kids or you're working one or the other. Um, that was kind of something that she instilled into me growing up as a child too. Generation difference is huge with, especially yeah. how we spend money. Spending money is a form of self-care nowadays, it feels like. <laughs> On that note, Let's kind of move into our next category, which you, I'm sure, have heard all about, student loans. <laughs> um, so, aside from, like, the normal questions of, like, where should I get my loans and stuff like that, some of the bigger questions that we found more interesting was, how fast should I pay off my, my debts? <laughs> So obviously the sooner you can pay off the better, because with loans comes interest, which means the longer that you do take to pay on them, the more you're paying overall. Um, so definitely, you know, the sooner the better, but 
a lot of students don't realize when they take out student loans um, is that a lot of companies do offer forms of payment plans that work with your budget, how much you make from per year. So mm -hmm. a lot of places they call them like a interest driven or income driven payment plans where you can provide to them like, all right, that based off my tax purposes, this is how much I make per year. And they can review it and say, all right, based on that information, you can qualify for a 10 year payment with this much per month. Um, to reduce your overall rates. Um, so sooner the better, but then of course everyone knows that life happens and you may not be able to pay that loan off in 10 years like you originally thought you could. Um, but just communicating with your loan departments are like the biggest key. And a lot of students won't, they'll say, oh, I can't make the monthly payments. I don't, I can't do this anymore. And they go into default on these loans and they don't realize that the the financial implications going into the fall are a lot bigger than it seems. Like you won't be able to get approved for any type of loan in the future. If you want a house loan, forget about it. You have a student loan on your account in default. You want a car loan, good luck. You want to go back to school. If you're in default, you can't qualify for federal aid. Oh. <laughs> oh. Did not know that. I didn't either. So with that being said, do you suggest any tools or any way of finding the right loan for you? Yeah, so it, looking around, shopping around, taking a weekend to look at all the different loan lenders, um, communicating with your schools um, to say, all right, I, I don't know where to begin. Your financial aid advisors for whatever school you attend to, while they may not be able to specifically walk you through like applying for loans outside of the federal ones because of it being conflict of interest in um, problems, they may have a resource on their website or a link that you can go to that you can look at the different student loans, um, what the payment plans look like, how what the interest rates range from. Uh, obviously, the lower the interest rate, the better, because then that means you're paying less overall, especially if you have to expend how long you can pay on the loan. It sounds like communication is a huge part of of loans, well, finance in general, but specifically loans. It's just communicating between lenders and your financial aid and, like, listening to yourself and what you need. So, yeah, it's really interesting. I feel like it's something we're shoved into at such a young age. They're like, you need a loan, so you just, you know, the first one that comes off the top of your head that's been sending you mail for years. So... Mm -hmm. so you gave so much good advice and yeah. <laughs> sum it all up. I say communication and asking for help is the biggest thing with finances is just staying on top of it and asking help when you need help. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for giving such amazing advice. Thank yes, you for being was... a wonderful mom to Hunter <laughs> and being a mom to us. <laughs> To our audience listening, please remember to follow us on Instagram, Mom Jeans and Other Advice. You'll get updates on all the other topics that we'll be going along with on our journey. You'll be able to follow along and continue um, asking questions and uh, giving us suggestions on what you guys want to hear. So if you have a topic that you'd love to hear about or you know a mom that gives the best advice or you have a question that you're just dying to get answered... Um, then go to our link tree that's in our description or in our Instagram bio and submit all of those 
wonderful thoughts there. Thank you guys for listening. And thank you, Macy, for being our mom this week and giving us some financial advice. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.